right. Say, are you afraid? No, I'm using common sense. Listen, you don't have to be afraid to use common sense. Say amen. Amen. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. Sneeze in your elbow. Say amen. All right. All right. Acts chapter number 15. Acts chapter number 15. If you're glad to be saved, say amen. Amen. All right. We've got a really good study for tonight. Uh, it, it's not gonna, it's not gonna have a lot of fireworks. It's not gonna have the wow factor. Uh, it's not gonna be one of those kind, but it is very, 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 very important. Uh, how many of y'all have realized so far that anytime God moves, the devil moves? Amen. Y'all, y'all figured that out by now? Say amen. amen. And, and we have seen, we have seen the actions of the, the church, the, the, the beginning of the church, the, uh, uh, the blessings of the church, all the things that's happened uh, from uh, over and over again. We've seen issues come up. Uh, we've seen problems come up. We've seen, uh, uh, you know, uh, different sins come in like Ananias and Sapphira and all these things that the church has overcome, right? Uh, it is, it is overcome. It's going forward. It's going, it's fulfilling the, the, the great command, the great commission. Uh, it's doing what he said in Acts 1, 8, but ye shall receive power after that. The Holy Ghost has come upon you and ye shall be with me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and into the uttermost parts. Are y'all with me? Say amen. Now we are in the uttermost parts, right? We're in the uttermost parts. We are in, in the mission field now, if you will. We've branched out. We've branched out of Jerusalem. We've branched out even of Antioch. Uh, we've moved from the, the main speaker being Peter to the main character being the Apostle Paul. And uh, uh, the main uh, headquarters, if you will, being Antioch and not uh, necessarily Jerusalem. Uh, but tonight... Tonight, we're going to deal with something that is still, it's still a struggle today. It's still a struggle today. Uh, They had to solve a problem and they had to come to a conclusion of a disagreement. Now, how many of y'all have figured out that anytime you have more than one person together, uh, you're going to have disagreements? Are y'all with me? Uh, one, it just takes one, just, just put one and one together and y'all going to, you're just going to have disagreements, you know, no matter what, uh, and, and disagreements are human, right? Disagreements are human, but when it comes to doctrinal theology, that's a major issue. It is a major issue. How someone is saved is a major issue. Listen, uh, the color of the carpet is not a major issue. Whether you have a balcony or not is not a major issue. Whether you have contemporary music or uh, traditional music is not a major issue as long as it's done in the right way. Listen, what kind of instruments you have is not a major issue. How you get to heaven is a major issue. And we have to agree and we have a problem. People have showed up here in Antioch and they are causing major issues because there is a major disagreement on a major Bible doctrine and that is how is a man saved? How is a man saved? Are y'all with me? Say amen. amen. So let's look in Acts chapter number 15. Acts chapter number 15. Now, now, 
if you weren't here last week, we, did, we, we, we completely covered the first missionary journey, right? Uh, Paul and Barnabas went out. Uh, 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 they made their rounds, if you will, come back through edifying and organizing and, and come back uh, to Antioch. And they, 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 they uh, shared the report and shared everything that God had done. There was great rejoicing. It was wonderful. Everything's great. Now some people have showed up. All right. Uh, verse number one, when you get there, say amen. amen. And certain men, which came down from Judea, taught the brethren and said, Except ye be circumcised after the manner of Moses, ye cannot be what? Oh, that's a major doctrine. When therefore Paul and Barnabas has no small dissension and disputation with them, they determined that Paul and Barnabas and certain others of them should go up to Jerusalem unto the apostles and elders about this question. And being brought on their way by the church, they passed through Phoenix and Samaria declaring the conversion of the Gentiles, and they caused great joy unto all the brethren. And when they were come to Jerusalem, they were received of the church and of the apostles and elders, and they declared all things that God had done with them. What were they declaring? The salvation of the Gentiles. Uh, uh, all those who, who were not in uh, uh, the, God's children, you know, part of the Jewish heritage. These are complete uh, 100% Gentiles, they have come into the fold. God has saved them. They are in the body of Christ. But there rose up certain of the sect of the Pharisees, which believed, saying that it was needful to circumcise them and to command them to keep the law of Moses. And the apostles and elders came together for to consider this matter. And when there had been much disputing, in other words, this wasn't an easy thing to solve. Uh, this was, there were people that really struggled with this. It says, when, when there was much disputing, Peter rose up and said unto them, Men and brethren, ye know how that a good while ago God made choice among us, that the Gentiles by my mouth should hear the word of the gospel and believe. And God, which knoweth the hearts, bear them witness, giving them the Holy Ghost, even as he did unto us, and put no difference between us and them, purifying their hearts by what? Put a little star beside that. Put a little star beside that. We'll come back to that. Now, therefore, why tempt ye God to put a yoke upon the neck of the disciples, which neither our fathers nor we were able to bear? But we believe that through great, the grace of the Lord, Jesus Christ, we shall be what? Saved, Saved even as they. Even then all the multitude kept silence and gave uh, audience to Barnabas and Paul, declaring what miracles and wonders God had wrought among the Gentiles by them. And after they had held their peace, James answered, saying, now this James, you know, we already had a James that has been executed, right? The James that was executed was the brother of John, the two fishermen. How many of y'all remember that? Right? James and John, the two fishermen, that the brother was executed. This James is the half brother to the Lord Jesus Christ. All right. He is a leader in the Jerusalem church. Uh, uh, and, and this is the one we're referring to. And after that, or excuse me, after they had held their peace, James answered saying, Men and brethren, hearken unto me. Simeon, or Peter, hath declared how God at the first did visit the Gentiles to take out of them a people for his name. And to this agree the words of the prophets as it is written. You ought to underline that. I put, if you'll notice mine, I put parentheses around that, the whole thing, and I put a star beside it because that is, that is a significant significant verse. And we'll come back to that in a minute. After this, I will return and build. Uh, let me, let me back up and read 15 again. 
And to this agree the words of the prophets as it is written. Say that with me. As it is written. After this, I will return and will build again the tabernacle of David, which has fallen down. And I will build again the ruins thereof. And I will set it up that the residue of men might seek after the Lord and all the Gentiles upon whom my name is called. saith the Lord who doeth all things, all these things known unto God are all his works from the beginning of the world. What he's saying there is we're just now figuring this out, but God's known it the whole time. Y'all with me? We can go back to what we said Sunday. You know, this, these, these were things that were hid from the foundations of the earth. It was hid from everybody but God. Y'all with me? First sentence. First sentence of verse 19. Say it with me. Wherefore my sentence is. Stop there. Say it again. We've come to a conclusion. All right? Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you for your blessings and your kindness and your mercy. Lord, I pray right now that you'll just guide every word, everything said. I pray that you'll edify us tonight, strengthen us, uh, uh, build our faith, Lord, tonight. I pray that, Lord, that you'll be with our country. I pray that you'll be with our leaders. I pray that you'll be not just our country, the whole world. I pray that you'll be with leaders all over the world. And, and, and Lord, bring, bring peace and settle people down. Uh, Lord, you're still God. I, I know we have to take precautions and we've got to take measures. And, and Lord, uh, 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 we have to use common sense. But, Lord, we've got to, we've got to know we are relying on you. Uh, Lord, we, we don't live by fear and we don't live by sight. We live by faith. And, Lord, I pray that your perfect will be done. And God will thank you for all that you do. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people say it. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. Here's what we have. <clears throat> there are people that showed up. Uh, they're called Judaizers. Judaizers. And, and let me kind of explain who, who this crowd is. These are uh, most likely... Uh, native Jews of Palestine. These are, these are uh, most likely not uh, Hellenistic Jews. These are those from Jerusalem itself. And they are going, they are going, and they are coming behind Paul and Barnabas, and they're telling them that you have to, you have, to have faith and. You say, and what? It don't matter. If anything is added to that, it's wrong. Are y'all with me? Say amen. amen. Now here's, here's what's happening. Look in verse number one. Verse number one. It says, And certain men which came down from Judea taught the brethren and said, Except ye be circumcised after the manner of Moses, ye cannot be saved. In other words, what they are saying, before you can become a Christian, you have to become a Jew. You have to conform to Judaism before you believe on Christ. You have to believe on Christ. That's part of it. But then you got to follow the law of Moses. You've got to do what we've been doing all these years. Now, let's, before we go through the outline, before we go through the outline, let's, let's take some things into consideration. Let's think about some things going on here. All right. The, 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 the temple is still established. Okay. It is still, uh, it has not been destroyed yet. It is still in operation. People are still going to the temple. Are y'all with me? They're still, they're, they're still doing their uh, ritualistic uh, operations. And, and so we have a bunch, a bunch, according to the earlier chapters we studied in the book of Acts, there were a bunch of priests that believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. Are y'all with me? Say amen. 
And they are in the Jerusalem church. But the problem is, is they're holding on to the past, trying to go into the future. And they're, they're, they, they are called Judaizers. They are trying to mix Judaism and Christianity. They think they are the same. They know there's something new. They know that they must believe in Christ and we must place our faith in Christ. But they're trying to bring along something that Jesus did away with. Are y'all with me? Say amen. Said you're going to have to be, you're going to have to follow. You're going to have to follow the ritualistic rules of Judaism in order to be saved. That is a key phrase. In other words, they're mixing They're mixing grace and works. Say that with me. Say it again. Now here's here's the thing you got to understand. Every religion in the world, every one, say that with me. Everyone, every single religion in the world consists of two categories. And only two categories. They're all listed under these two categories. There are, listen, there is the religion of works. Do, 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 you do, you do, you do. Then there is the religion of grace. That is, it's done, it's done, it's done, it's done. Listen, there's only two. Do you realize, do you realize that, that we cannot go all the way back? We can go all the way back to the beginning of time and find works and grace All the way back then, all the way back to Cain and Abel. Abel brought a sacrifice, uh, listen, that represented grace. Then uh, Abel brought one that represented works. It's, It's been from the beginning of time and it'll be to the end of time. And these people were causing major issues, major problems. Because imagine this, imagine this. Let's say you're, you're, let's just say this is the, the church at Antioch, Okay. And we've got people that's come in uh, uh, maybe, maybe months before, maybe even a couple years before uh, somebody came and told you about Jesus and you believed in Jesus and you got saved. Man, you were filled with the Holy Spirit. And you're excited. This is wonderful. Now you've been going to church, let's say a year, maybe, maybe two years or even just a few months. And, and man, you're excited about what God's done in your life and you're learning about God and you're learning about heaven and you're learning about the scriptures and everything's great. And then somebody comes and tells you, if you don't comply with Judaism, then you're not saved. That would rock your world. And they were like, what? What? what, what? We thought, hey, we thought we was already saved. Now imagine, imagine if that foolishness started spreading even, and by the way, it did. It did. They didn't. This, this, what we're going to talk about today did not solve the problem because they, there's, there, Jesus said there's going to be false teachers come and they, they were there then. They're going to be there now and they're going to be there in the future. And, and so they're telling people you have to conform to Judaism. You have to follow the law of Moses to be saved. It takes faith in Christ and following the law. So what are they doing? They're adding works to faith. Works to grace. Are y'all with me? Say amen. amen. So the first thing we see, first thing we see, number one, let's look at this. First, we see the dispute they encountered. The dispute they encountered. Paul and Barnabas didn't just let that fly. 
And we need to learn from that. We need to learn from that. We need to know what we're supposed to know and be able to defend what we know. Let me say that again. We need to know what we're supposed to know and be able to defend what we're supposed to know. Why? Because there's a bunch of people out there that don't know what they need to know and they'll try to confuse you to think and know what they know and they don't really know. Are y'all with me? Every, does the Bible not say every wind of doctrine? Does it not say that? Does it not say in Ephesians chapter number four that, that he gave us pastors, teachers, and evangelists, the apostles and prophets there for the edifying of the body of Christ? That means building up, strengthening, developing, discipling, uh, 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 teaching, and, 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 and learning, and all of that goes together. Why? So we're not tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine. And you know what he called that? By the slight of men. These men are coming to deceive. They're false teachers. Now, some will say, some will say, that, oh, these are just confused, these are just confused Christians, but they're not. Not if you go read Galatians chapter number two, because in Galatians, we deal with the same issue and the same problem, and Paul calls them false teachers, okay? Now, so we have Jews that have come from Jerusalem, they landed here in Antioch. Why would they do that? Why would they do that? Because they heard about what God was doing among the Gentiles, and listen, I believe they're led by Satan too. I mean, I, I believe that's the biggest, biggest issue because Satan's always going to try to stop what God's doing. But we have a disputation. We have, we have an, uh, a just, I don't want to say an old-fashioned knockdown drag out, but it's home. Y'all with me? Paul and Barnabas are defending the faith and they're defending sound doctrine. And they're saying, you're a liar. You do not know what you're talking about. And so here we go. Now we have, now we have, early believers, young believers in the faith, and they're saying, what do we do? So, here we are. We find A, write this down, there's doctrinal confusion. There's doctrinal confusion. They're saying you got to be saved with works. Paul is saying it's through faith. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 is right underneath your, your, your point there. For by grace are you saved through faith. All right. For by grace are you saved through circumcision. By faith are you saved through uh, 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 keeping the, the Jewish holiday feast. Okay. All right. I, I, I knew that was y'all too good for that. Y'all, y'all, y'all smart. Y'all, y'all wise. And so y'all know that was no. What about this? For by grace are you saved through baptism. Oh, but you know, they teach that today. There are people that are still teaching that. That's a work. That comes after salvation. It's the same principle. If you add anything requiring salvation, if you add anything to faith, it's false doctrine. It's false doctrine. Okay, now watch. For by grace are you saved through, and that not of yourselves, it is the... Not of, not of works, lest any man should, should boast. All right, now, now let's, 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 let's talk about this a minute, okay? We have doctrinal confusion. We got a, got a fight going on here. We got a disagreement going on. This is major. This is not just something, hey, let's just all get along. You just, you ever heard that phrase, let's agree to disagree? This ain't one of them. 
Now we can agree to disagree to be agreeable on a lot of stuff, but not this. No, we have to have somebody's right and somebody's wrong in this deal. Are y'all with me? This has nothing to do with preference. This has nothing to do with opinion or theory. This is right or wrong. This is black or white. This is something as the body of Christ. We have to get right. Heaven and hell is determined by whether we get this right or wrong. Are y'all with me? Now watch. B. There's doctrinal confusion, but then I want you to see the difficulty in changing. Here's where the problem lies. And, 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 and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share some ideas of why that could be, but you, you've, got to, you've got to keep in your head. And I'm not, I'm not being a devil's advocate, and I'm not trying to justify their behavior, false teaching. You can never justify false teaching, but... I want you to put your, your head in their mind to kind of understand what, what, where they're coming from. Uh, they have done, they have done, I'll just use the word church for lack of better terms, religion. Uh, uh, they have done their thing for so many years. God has, God has only worked with these people through this way that he gave them at Mount Sinai. These rules, these regulations, uh, these responsibilities. Are y'all with me? The ritual, the ritual law and the commandments and all of these things. And they are having a real hard time with the fact that they're putting Gentiles on the same level as Jews. And they're struggling with this. They're struggling with the fact that, that, they, could just, that they, they could just believe and that's all there is to it. They don't have to be what we've been for all of these centuries. Are y'all with me? Now watch this. Look at these verses I put under there. What are they struggling with? Ephesians 2.14. For he is our peace. Talking about Christ. He is our peace who hath made both one. Say that with me. Made both. That means Jew and Gentile are one. And hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us. There used to be a separation there used to be division there. Are y'all with me? In, in, in order to come to God, in order, there was a day that if you came to God, you had to come through the Jews. You had to become Jew to be, are y'all with me? It was called a proselyte. You conform to Judaism, but that's no longer. He said he broke that partition down. Having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments contained in ordinances, for to make in himself of twain, watch this now, one, what's that word? Ooh, we don't like that word. Make one new man. So making peace. Hebrews 10, 19. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus. By a, come on, by a new and living way which hath consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say his flesh. What does that mean? The veil used to separate God from man. And the veil was ripped when Jesus died on the cross. The veil ripped from the top to the bottom. And it wasn't so God could get out. It was so we could get in. And now, listen, there is no curtain between us and God. The only thing between us and God that brings us to God is the Lord Jesus Christ. Say amen. amen. He has brought us to himself. He has brought us to himself. Now, it's a new thing. It's a new thing. It's a, say it with me. It's a, it's a new thing. Colossians 
And having put on the, the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him, where there, watch this now, where there is neither Greek, which you can say Gentile there, but Greek nor Jew. What's the next one? Circumcision nor uncircumcision, barbarian, Scythian, bond nor free, but Christ is all and in all. In other words, when you walk through that building, when you walk through that building, you didn't come as a Jew or a Gentile. You come as the body of Christ. We're all one. We're all together. We're all in Christ and Christ in us. Are y'all with me? Say amen. No more separation, no more division, no more hierarchy, no more one better than the other. No, we're all the same. We're all on the same. Man, come on, somebody say amen. But, but, just like today, just like today, remember what we said? Nobody likes change in the church but the one in the nursery. And that one don't like it too regular. Are y'all with me? They were struggling with this. There's, there's no way this could be possible. You have to become, you have to become Jew before you can become Christian. So they were adding works to faith. Say that with me. They were adding Okay, now, we've got a big problem with that. Because we've got some people there that know what they're talking about. And so there's a, 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 a disputation. There is a uh, dissension and, and whew, it's a big deal. They couldn't come to a conclusion. The Holy Spirit led Paul to go back to the fathers, the church fathers in Jerusalem. Okay? So let's go back there and let's present the case and find out, find out what we need to do. Alright? So that's where we're at. Now let's look. Okay? It says in, in verse 2, verse 2, when you get there say amen. When therefore Paul and Barnabas had no small dissension and disputation with them, they determined that Paul and Barnabas and certain others of them should go up to Jerusalem unto the apostles and elders about this question. Now, they have left. They're in Jerusalem. I'll try to skip because I'm going to save some time. I don't want to run out of time. Uh, uh, verse, verse 4. Verse 4. <clears throat> so here we have. Here we have. Now, this is several years. It's been a while since. It's been a while since Paul and Barnabas have been back to Jerusalem. So when they get there, they begin to share about the missionary journey. They begin to share about all the things that God has done uh, on the island of, of Cyprus and, and, and through uh, uh, the other places that they had gone. And it says, and they were come to Jerusalem, they were received of the church and of the apostles and elders, and they declared all things that God had done with them. But there rose up certain of the sect of the Pharisees. So now we see where it's coming from. Now we see the source of, of where this is coming from. The sect of the Pharisees which believed, saying, It was needful to circumcise them and to command them to keep the law of Moses. So what are they saying? Paul and Barnabas, you didn't do your job right. You, you, didn't, you didn't complete the process. You, were, you, you should have been telling them that they are to become Jewish. They are to follow the, the Jewish laws. And, and, and they have to go through the same ceremony we have to. And because if you converted to Judaism, you had to go through the ceremonial uh, covenant rite of circumcision. Paul, y'all you didn't, you, didn't do none of that. That was required. That was necessary. So now, now, do you see, now do you see where we have a major issue here? And so... In, in, in reality, they got together in private. They got the leaders and the apostles together in private and they began to discuss this. All right? 
and it was it was going on. I mean, I mean, look look what it says. Look what it says. In, in uh, let's see, uh, da, da, da. six verse six, and the apostles and elders came together for to consider of this matter, and when there and when there had been much what, so so it became a big deal here too. It became a big deal here too. I mean, this was a, now, now can you see that this was a major, major issue. This could have been a huge turning point in the, in the, in the life of the church, the, the history of the church. It says after that, Peter stood up. Peter says, I got something to say. So this brings us, this brings us to number two. This brings us to number two. All right. I want you to see the defense they explain. The defense they explain. Now, here's what they are defending. Here's what they are defending. Salvation by grace through faith. Okay? They are, they are defending how a person is saved. And it's by faith and faith alone. Y'all with me? Let me say that again. It's by and. All right, let's say it again so you get it. By nothing else. Nothing else. I know we don't have to worry about circumcision now or the ceremonial laws now, but we, we still have people teaching works. And we still have people teaching you got to be baptized too. You got to have faith in Christ and be baptized. False. False. Now you say, well, who's teaching works? The same people that teach you that you can lose your salvation. Well, how's that teaching works? Well, they'll tell you, they'll tell you, you don't have to work to get it, but you got to work to keep it. You can't be good enough to get it, but you got to be good to keep it. Because if you're not good, you're not going to keep it. That's works. I don't care how you look at it. Faith and faith alone. Say it with me. Say it again. Okay, now we're going to defend it. Okay, now we're going to defend it. We see three, three different groups. And I say groups because Paul and Barnabas are together in a second. So... Peter stands first, Paul and Barnabas, and then James, okay? Now we're going to defend that. This is what we believe. This is what we believe. This is, Paul is saying, this is what we've been teaching, and this is what we believe, that, that these Gentiles do not have to become Jews. They don't have to follow the ceremonial laws. Listen, they don't have to convert to Judaism. They don't have to be circumcised. Listen, the only thing required for salvation is faith and faith alone. Are y'all with me? Say amen. Now let's hear the defense. Let's hear the defense. Okay? All right? Let's look in verse 7. When you're there, say amen. It says, And when there had been much disputing, Peter rose up and said unto them, Men and brethren, ye know how that at a... uh, Excuse me, let me back up. Ye know how that a good while ago... So that tells me he's talking about the... Come on. Past. So I didn't put that there in your notes. So beside it on the left, beside it on the left, beside Peter, I want you to put the past or past. You had to put the. All right. So he brings up the the past. Okay. Now, look, he said, he said how that a good while ago, God made choice among us that the Gentiles by my mouth should hear the word of the gospel and and and. Y'all see anything else there? Nope. Nope. All right. Now, 
he is referring, he is referring to chapter 10. How many of y'all remember when we studied chapter 10 where he went to Cornelius? Y'all remember? Y'all remember where, where he had the vision? He had the vision about the, the food and, and, and the, un, the, the unclean food. And, and he said, here, rise and eat. Oh, no, I'm not going to rise and eat. He said, you're going to rise and eat. Three times, right? Three different times. And finally he gets it. God is saying, hey, there's nothing uncommon anymore. Don't call common what I've, what I've cleansed. You know, this is it. And, and when he gets to Cornelius, it all clicks and he understands that God has accepted the Gentiles. This is what he's talking about. How many of y'all remember that? All right. All right. I'm just testing. Some of y'all are here and you're not saying nothing. So I don't know if you're paying attention or not. Are y'all with me? All right. God called him to do that. And now, now, now let, me, let, me, let me do this again. This is really... We got time. You remember when you remember when 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 Jesus asked Peter and the disciples, "Whom do men say that I am?" He said, "We believe thou art the Christ, the Son of the Living God." He, and, and Jesus tells Peter, "Flesh and blood is not revealed this unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. Unto thee I give what the keys, the keys." He unlocked the door of salvation to the Jews at Pentecost in, in Acts chapter number two, and then the Samaritans in Acts chapter number eight, and then the Gentiles. Say with me the. The Gentiles in Acts chapter number 10. That is what he's talking about. God used him as the vessel, as the apostle to bring it to them and bring them in the church. Does that make sense? All right, now, now let's keep on. All right, all right. Where'd I stop? Eight. All right. And God, and God, which knoweth the hearts. God, which knoweth the hearts. Now what he's saying what he's saying is that, now remember, we're talking about the Gentiles, right? What is required of the Gentiles for salvation? This is what we're defending. And, and Paul and Barnabas are saying it only requires faith. And so they're defending that truth that these Gentiles, it's only all they had to do is place their faith, their belief in Christ. All right. Y'all with me? Now, this is what Peter said. Now, I remember a long time ago, I remember a long time ago when I went to Cornelius's house and he said, let me tell you this. And God... And God, who knoweth the hearts. What's he saying? He says, now I can't look down inside of you. Do you know how many people, do you know how many people in here I know are saved? Me. I, I, I'm the only one I know saved. You know why? Because I can't see in there. But guess who can? God. God. God can see whether you're a true believer or not. God can see whether you have true, genuine faith or not. Y'all with me? Now watch. Now watch what he's saying. Watch what he's saying. He's talking about chapter 10. He said, and God, which knoweth the hearts, bear them. Them. Who is the them? The them is the Gentiles of Acts chapter number 10. Y'all with me? He bear them what? Witness. Giving them the... Holy Ghost, even as he did unto, watch this, watch this, watch this. Y'all ready? This is so good. This is so good. He gave the Holy Ghost to them just like he gave it to us. All right. Why did he give it to us? Because we were believers. We placed our faith in him and because we believed on him, we received the Holy Ghost. Now watch this. Now watch this. Y'all paying attention? Y'all kind of quiet over here. Watch this. God, who can see in the heart, 
He bore witness. What did he bear witness? That their faith was genuine. That they were truly saved. And I know, Paul's saying this, I know, I know they got saved. I know that God brought them in. I know that because God gave me proof by giving them the Holy Ghost. Why would God give them the Holy Ghost? Because they were believers. They were saved. Y'all with me? He says, if you have the spirit, you have him. If you don't, you don't. If you have the spirit, you're saved. If you don't have it, you're not saved. And he is saying, God looked down into them and he could see into their heart and he knew they were saved. So he gave them the Holy Ghost. Now, how did Peter know that? Because they had an outward sign, a manifestation of the Holy Ghost that they had in Acts chapter number two. Now, do y'all see how this is working all together? He's, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Not one, not one of them Gentiles were circumcised. Not one of them converted to Judaism. Not one of them kept the ceremonial law. Not one of them became a Jew. But they all was filled with the Holy Ghost. And because they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, that means they were all. I'll rest my case. And Peter sits down. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. He's not through yet. You see what he's doing here? He said, let me tell you about my pastor's experience. I saw people who got saved. I know they got saved because God testified. Boy, that's good when God testifies that you are. Amen. He bore witness by putting the Holy Ghost in them. And he is testifying that they were saved by giving them the Holy Ghost. Now, now, now here's the deal. Let's apply it to today too. Guess what else they didn't do when they received the Holy Ghost? Baptized. What, 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 what do you mean? What I mean is this. Peter preached the word. They believed the word. When they believed the word, they were saved and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And then they said, how about that baptism thing? Y'all with me? Baptism happened and took place after salvation. You know how I know? It's by faith and faith alone. Are y'all with me? Paul is, excuse me, Peter is talking about the, come on, Peter's talking about the, he said, this is what I've seen in the past. This is my experience. All right, now let's keep reading. He put, Verse, verse 8, God bear witness because he could see in their hearts. He knew they were saved, so he gave them the Holy Ghost. Just like he did for us, us. I like this, verse 9. And he put no difference between us. Did y'all get that? They are saying, you got to be us. God says it makes no difference. <laughs> yeah, I'm enjoying this even if you ain't. I'm enjoying the fire out of it. He put no difference between us and them, purifying their heart by faith. You remember when I said put a star beside that? Put an arrow toward it, put a star beside it, circle it. 
They were not purified by works. They were not purified by ceremonialism. They were not purified by uh, 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 circumcision. They were not purified by baptism. They were purified by faith. faith. Say it with me. By By faith. Verse 10. Verse 10. Now. Now. Therefore, why tempt ye God to put a yoke upon the neck of the disciples, which neither our fathers nor we were able to bear? You know what he's basically saying with that in just good old common terms? He's saying, look, it didn't work for us either. Why are you trying to put something on them that didn't work for us? If following the law didn't save us, it's not going to save them. And by the way, their law was a burden because it was never meant to save. The purpose of the law was to show you you needed to be saved. Are y'all with me? Anyway, that's a whole other message. We'll get back to that. Got to hurry. All right, watch. Uh, <clears throat> look, at, look here. Verse 11. But we believe that through the grace of the Lord, Watch this now. He, he, he flips it. He flips it. You know he, had to, you know he had to chap them Pharisees when he'd done this. Watch what he says. We believe that through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, what? We, the Jews, shall be saved even as... You know what he's saying? We need to be more like them. Don't tell me Peter ain't got a sense of humor. He's. You know what he's basically saying? You're wanting them to become more like you. And what needs to happen is you need to be more like them. Are y'all with me? All right. Look at verse 12. Then all the multitude. (laughs) I reckon. And he gave audience to Barnabas and Paul. Declare, now, 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 now. Peter said, I remember back when, which he's discussing the, now Paul and Barnabas steps up. It's their turn to step forward and testify. And they say, let me tell you what's going on right. So Peter brought up the, and Paul and Barnabas are bringing up the, the present. Can y'all see that? Diego, good to see you, buddy. Amen. All right. <clears throat> all right. All right. All right. Now look, look what it says. Look what it says. They begin to share the present. Then all the multitude kept silence and gave audience to Barnabas and Paul, declaring what miracles and wonders God had wrought among the Gentiles by them. Now, now, why is that important? Listen here, let, let, me, let me give you a note. So I don't think I did that. Did I give you anything under that? Okay, here we go, here we go. Peter discussed the manner of salvation. He said it's faith. It's faith. <clears throat> he used the word believe in verse 7. He used the word faith in verse 9. He used the word uh, uh, uh Uh, See, we believe that through grace of the Lord Jesus, they shall be saved even as they. What's he talking about? Faith again. 
So he is, he, he, he brought out the manner of salvation. It's faith. Okay. Now, Paul and Barnabas write this down and we'll talk about it. They discuss the miracles of substantiation. The miracles of substantiation. Now, let's, what does that mean? I've been able to share this truth with a couple of people here, here recently. Uh, there were only, there were only three significant periods in history where God did supernatural miracles. Only three. Now, if you grew up in church like I did, and, and, and you, you are familiar with the, 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 the stories, it makes you think that God just did miracles from the beginning to the end. But he didn't. He, three, three significant periods. The first is with Moses and Joshua. The second is with Elijah and Elisha. And it lasted about, about 60 years, 50, 60 years with one, same with the other. And then thirdly, with Jesus and the apostles. In between those, you don't see supernatural miracles. You don't. Go study it. I challenge you. Now, why did he do it then? Why did he do it then? Every time, every time, it was to substantiate and authenticate the messenger that he was from God. Period. Supernatural miracles was always for the purpose. Well, God just wanted people to be better and be comfortable. He wants them healed. No, no. Then why did he heal some and left others unhealed? It was to substantiate, authenticate the message of the messenger sent from God. In other words, he's saying it was truly from God. Now, what Paul and Barnabas are doing is saying this. We've got to, and by the way, I don't have time to do this, but I challenge you, go read Galatians 1 and 2. Just read the whole book. It's all good. But Paul says this. Paul says this. I got direct revelation from Jesus. I didn't confer with man. And if you'll go look, he didn't. And right after his conversion, he spent, he spent time with God. He spent time, uh, listen, being discipled, but primarily him and God. And, and you, you'll read that in Galatians chapter number two. He said, I got direct revelation of the gospel and how a man is saved. And as I went to the Gentiles and we went on this missionary journey, there was Gentile after Gentile after Gentile after Gentile after Gentile getting saved. And all the places we went, God did miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle. And so what is the purpose of miracles? To authenticate the message of the messenger that they were truly from God. Preacher, what are you, I'm not a betting man, but I'll say this. I guarantee you this. Not one single Judaizer healed anybody. Why? Because God's not going to authenticate a false teacher. And Paul is saying every person we healed is substantiating the fact that our gospel is the true gospel. And what we're telling you is the truth. Are y'all with me? So he is, Peter is saying it's by faith. Paul is saying, let me tell you what happened, right? Paul, Peter says, I see it. And I, now, now this is really good. This, this is, I'm telling you, this is really, really good. Doc, you're going to love this one. <clears throat> but that's not the final, it's not the final witness. And that's not the final testimony. It's not the final testimony. 
Somebody else has to stand up. Now, now I know what you're thinking. Well, why, what, we don't, do we need to hear anything else? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, and you'll see why. Peter says way back when he's dealing with the, all right? And then Paul and Barnabas is dealing with the, but watch this. They are both, they are both discussing their experience. This is going to help you. They're both discussing their experience. In other words, they're saying this is true. Let me tell you what happened to me. And so they're using their experience to bolster their argument. Y'all with me? I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. What's this? This happening? Just wait. Because you got to get this. This is going to help so much today. They're using their, what I say? Their experience. But guess what? Experience ain't enough. It's not enough. Watch. James steps up. (laughs) Yes. This is great. Verse 13. You there? And after they had held their peace, James answered saying, men and brethren, hearken unto me. Simeon, talking about Peter, he brings up what he said, hath declared how God at the first did visit the Gentiles to take out of them a people for his name. Now watch. Now watch. Everybody read verse 15 for me. And to this agree the words of the prophets as it is. Let's say it again. You getting it yet? Experience is not enough. It always takes the word. They didn't base it solely on Peter's experience. He said, let me tell you something. Peter lines up with the word. And then he begins to quote. In other words... Peter gave his testimony about the past. Paul gave his testimony about the, but they both, it was primarily their experiences. Then James steps up and says, well, we can authenticate this because their experience, their experience is in agreement with. Now, How many times has somebody come to you and said, well, I believe this certain thing because let me tell you what happened to me. 
whether it's being slain in the spirit, whether it's speaking in tongues or whatever. Well, I know it's real because I had that. But what about those that hasn't had it? You say, I know it's real because I had in. While the person over here, while the person over here says, well, I know it's not real because I haven't had that. See, that don't, that don't get us anywhere. Does your, come on, does your line up with the, the word, the scriptures are always the final authority when it comes to truth. Now, was Peter right? Yes. Was his experience correct? Yes. Yes. And yes, and yes, yes. Was Paul and Barnabas right? Yes. Yes, yes. But what James, watch what he said. My sentence is. And you know what he supported his sentence or his judgment, his determination? You know what he did it with? Scripture. He didn't say, well, because of what Peter said and what Paul said, I reckon we ought to go with them. No. He said they line up with the the word. That is, I don't even think, I don't even think that you can either, you can even fathom tonight how important what I'm telling you is right now. Because everybody in the world has an experience. The only problem is they don't all line up with the word. And if they don't line up with the word, they're not accurate and they're not authentic and they're not true. So what do you do? Do you base your belief on an experience? No. You base it on the word. Well, what if my experience don't line up with the word? Try your best never to have that experience anymore. (laughs) Amen. It's got to be. The word. You'll get it. It'll sink in. I'm telling you. Listen. We have to have. We have to have a final authority. Because there's so many people out here saying this and saying that. And get on the internet. No, don't do that. You know what I mean? Everybody's saying all kinds of things. So what are you supposed to believe? I tell you, there's a lineup with the word. Not somebody's experience, not somebody's opinion, not what somebody thinks. He said, my final sentence is it because they line up with the scriptures. Church, say amen. Simeon hath declared... How God at the first did visit the Gentiles and take out of them a people for his name. And to this agree the words of the prophets as it is written. As it is written. Then may be the most important words you'll ever say, quote, memorize as it is written. After this I will return and build again the tabernacle of David which has fallen down and I will build again the ruins thereof. And I will get it up or set it up that the residue of men might seek after the Lord and all the what? Gentiles upon whom my name is called, saith the Lord, who doeth all these things. Watch what he says. Known unto God are all his works from the beginning of the world. 
What's happening? The same, way, same thing we talked about Sunday. What happened with those parables? God is, God is bringing into view a new thing. What's he doing right here? Same thing. Now, th- this didn't slip up on God. God's first plan didn't not work, so he had to come up with plan B. That's the craziest thing you'll ever hear. That's not, that, God knew it before the foundation of the earth. Y'all with me? But we didn't. And they didn't. Y'all with me? So they're learning something new. God's doing a new thing. Not new to God, new to them. Y'all with me? Now watch, now watch. Look at it, look, look, verse 19, verse 19. Wherefore my sentence is that we trouble not them which turn or from among the Gentiles are turned to God. Quit bothering them about circumcision and becoming Jew. Converting to Judaism, mixing grace and works and the law. But what, excuse me, verse 20. But that we write unto them that they abstain from pollutions of idols, from fornication, and from strangled, and from things strangled, and from blood. For Moses of old time hath in every city them that preach him, being read in the synagogues every Sabbath day. Now, Here's, here's, let me explain that. Let me explain verse 20 and 21. But that we write unto them that they abstain from pollutions of idols and from fornication and from things strangled and from blood. And for Moses of old time hath in every city them that preach him being read in the synagogues every Sabbath day. Now here's what I want you to see. Let me, let me just say it to you and then, and then, and then we'll cover it because I'm, I'm, I'm already out of time. We see two things are determined here. Two things are determined here. Salvation is determined, which is the doctrinal truth. This is a command. Salvation is determined. Let's quit bothering him about this. He said, we're not going to trouble them about, about having to become Jew to be saved. It's faith. But then he begins to discuss something else that's it's, it's, it's important too. He begins to talk about sanctification. Sanctification and salvation are two different things, but one goes with the other. Salvation is determined. We see that's doctrinal, but then sanctification is detailed. He goes into detail that is practical. So we have three things here. Avoid idolatry. Avoid idolatry. Avoid immorality. Those are commands. That's the moral law. We still do that. Say amen. We need to stay right. We need to stay sexually pure. We need to stay away from idols. But watch this. Then he talks about an eating restriction. We need to avoid idolatry. We need to avoid immorality. But then we need to avoid instigation. Instigation. Preacher, what are you talking about? All right. This whole, this whole conference, this whole conference was started because the Gentiles were being troubled by the, the Jews. All right, let's say it this way. The Gentiles were being offended by the... Now watch this. James said, James said that the law is being read every Sabbath in the synagogue. Right? Where did Paul always go first when he went to a city to start a new church? The synagogue. What do they read in the synagogue? The law. 
And they discuss Judaism. They discuss Moses and the law. They're really into this. This is really important to them. So, not eating something that's strangled, because when something's strangled, the blood stays in the body, so, and, and blood was outlawed, they couldn't have that. That was a Jewish dietary law. They, could, they had to stay away from that. So what is he telling them not to, not to mess with it for? Just like we don't want the Jews to be offending the Gentiles, James is trying to set it up and let them know that we don't need no Gentiles Well, if, if it's okay, if we have liberty and freedom, what's the big deal? I'll tell you what the big deal is. The Bible says a man offended is harder to be won than a strong city. And what James is saying here, even though we have freedom in Christ, and, and I've, I've got the verses there. Read the verses I have in your notes there. Read the verses I have in your notes there. I done went over time. But what he's saying is this, is this. We don't want the Jews offending the Gentiles. But we also want the Gentiles to understand that the the Jews are fragile and they have these ways and they have this culture and they have all of this heritage and we are trying our best to win them to Christ. Don't, excuse me, don't do something that's going to offend them and hinder your testimony to the Jewish people. Does that make sense? Remember what Paul said? Paul is dealing with this. Paul is dealing with this, even with the Corinthians. Paul is dealing with this. He said, now look. Because there was, there was a problem. There was a problem. They had, they had idol temples. Now, I've got to tell you this. I've got to finish this. I know I don't went over it again. But anyway, there was an idol temple, right? And they would sacrifice to idols, false gods, false gods. They would sacrifice to idols, calves, goats, whatever. And then they would take the meat. They would take the meat and then they would sell it. They would market it. They would sell it. Now, to me and you, it was barbecue. Because we know there's no such thing as a false god. This is just a gold statue they got there. These morons are bringing good steak and putting it right here. And what's wrong with it? Hey, pass the barbecue. I'm not going to be offended. I'm not going to follow one of these statues because I'm going to eat this meat. This is just meat, man. Let's go. Now, I know that. And you know that. I'm, 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 I'm paraphrasing Paul. He said, there's people over here that will be greatly offended and troubled in their conscience if they were to mess with us because they think it's bad. And they think it's, 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 it's wicked to do this. Y'all with me? And so even though it's okay for you to eat it, you don't need to eat it in front of them and make your brother to stumble. That's what he's trying to tell them here. Now we're going to tell them to quit bothering you about this Judaism thing. But just keep in mind they're your brothers and Christ and we're trying to reach them so we don't need to do anything and use our liberty in Christ to cause a Jew to stumble because we're trying to get them saved does that make sense that's what he's telling them. And, and there's so much more we run out of time so we'll, we'll stop right there what's the point what's the point ladies and gentlemen we got a job to do and that's reach people with the gospel of Christ we got to tell them it's faith but we need to live in such a way Y'all with me? We need to live in such a way that we're offense to none. Listen, let it be this. Let it be this. Let the only offense they have be the gospel and not our attitude. Or our prejudice. Or our being judgmental. Or our being a snob in the drive-thru. Say amen. 
And if you're going to act like a moron in traffic, don't put a Jesus sticker on your car. Come on. Right? Anyway, that's all I got. I'm not telling. Which one? Which one? The decision. The decision they expressed. I'm sorry. My sentence is. This is the decision. And James. All right, all right. Avoid instigation. No, 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 no. I said James. Okay. The message of Scripture. I'm sorry. Message of Scripture. You remember Peter showed the manner of salvation. He said it's by faith. He repeated it several times. In the past, in the present, the, the miracles of substantiation, they proved that they were messengers of God and they were telling the truth by the miracles God, God gave them. But then the final, the final decision was made solely based on the truth of the, the word or the scriptures. And all God's people say it. All right, let's pray. Y'all go home. And, and don't shake.